Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of our award-winning podcast, where we dive deep into fascinating scientific topics. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we're venturing into the realm of fluid dynamics, and we have a dense topic at hand. We're talking about a paper titled Improving 3D Synthetic Jet Modeling in a Crossflow. Sounds intricate, doesn't it, Tom? Absolutely, Jen. Before we dive in, I think it's important for our listeners to understand why this paper is quite significant in its field. As we advance in various technological fields like aerospace, automobile, and even consumer electronics, managing the flow of fluids becomes increasingly critical. Synthetic jet actuators, or SJAs, are neat devices that can control flow without needing additional mass flux, and this paper explores how to model them more effectively. You're spot on, Tom. In this episode, we're going to explain some complex concepts, but we'll keep it intuitive. Let's start with a very basic question. What exactly is a synthetic jet? Imagine you have a tiny chamber with an oscillating membrane at one end. As the membrane moves back and forth, it sucks in and then pushes out the air or any fluid. This creates a jet without any need for additional fluid, hence the term zero net mass flux. It's like the fluid version of a speaker. And to set the stage for our core discussion, we need to know about a scenario that can be pretty challenging. When these synthetic jets interact with a crossflow, which is essentially the flow of fluid across the jet's path, think of how the wind interacts with the vertical takeoff of a drone propeller jet. Right, and this interaction creates complex phenomena like vortex rings and boundary layer interactions, which are critical to understand for better control. So. Researchers have been using experiments and numerical techniques to understand and improve models of these interactions. As we start to go into methodology and findings, remember these key terms. Crossflow refers to the main flow this jet is going into. A vortex ring is a donut-shaped fluid structure that forms due to the jet's motion, and the boundary layer is the thin region right near the surface the fluid is flowing over. The paper compares three different methods for modeling these synthetic jets. The whole SJA method takes into account the entire diaphragm and cavity system. Neck only simplifies it by just looking at the narrow part connecting the cavity to the exit, and jet slot only focuses only on the opening where the jet comes out. The study finds that the neck only method is almost as accurate as modeling the whole synthetic jet and saves significantly on computational resources. The jet slot only method, though, isn't quite as accurate. It introduces what they call false momentum during the jet's suction cycle, which affects the flow. In terms of implications, well, it's huge. This research potentially makes it much easier to model SJAs accurately without needing massive computing power. It's like having the right shortcut in a complex process. To conclude, the paper offers insights into an efficient way of modeling these SJAs, with the right balance between accuracy and computational cost. For our personal reflections, Jen, what strikes you the most about these findings? Tom, I think the fact that simplification done correctly can not only save time and resources, but can also provide nearly identical results to a more complex system is fascinating. It underscores the beauty of efficiency in scientific modeling. I completely agree, Jen. Well, that covers our in-depth breakdown of improving 3D synthetic jet modeling in a crossflow. Hopefully, we've shed some light on this topic for all our listeners. 
Yes, we encourage all of you to keep asking questions and stay curious. Join us next time for another cerebral journey. Until then, I'm Jen. And I'm Tom. Thank you for tuning in and keep pondering the mysteries of the universe with us. Quantum accordion scaling up and down. Are you stuck playing boring macroscopic instruments that can't serenade a single electron? Say hello to Quarkordian Harmonics, Inc., where we're not accordion to the usual rules. Introducing the Supersymmetry Squeeze Box, the only accordion that plays in the key of Planck. So compact, it makes nanotechnology look like a giant tuba. With every bellows push and pull, you're not just squeezing air, you're both squeezing the fun into subatomic sound. Our gluon-flavored tunes make even the most stoic quarks get down with their quirky selves. Plus, with its Polka Quantum Leap technology, you'll have both the physics department and your grandpa on their feet. Perfect for any occasion, whether it's Schrodinger's birthday or Oktoberfest in the multiverse. So if you want to resonate on a universal scale, come on down to Quarkordian Harmonics, Inc. Harmonious chord followed by a tiny boing. And give your music the big bang it deserves. Quarkordian Harmonics, Inc. is not responsible for any spontaneous particle entanglement or quantum foam parties that may result from use. Please squeeze responsibly. Get your supersymmetry squeeze box today and help us turn the quantum world, both, into one big polka party. Welcome back to our award-winning podcast. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Jen. On today's episode, we're diving into the captivating world of quantum chemistry, specifically exploring the paper titled Linear Scaling Local Natural Orbital CCSDT Approach for Open Shell Systems, Algorithm, Benchmarks, and Large-Scale Applications. Absolutely, Jen. Understanding complex quantum systems is crucial for advancements in material science, drug design, and even understanding the fundamental processes of life. Before we get into the nitty-gritty, let's set the stage. This paper is a big deal because it presents an optimized method to calculate the electronic structure of high-spin open-shell molecules, which includes some really important species in chemistry. Exactly, Jen. Traditionally, calculating properties of open-shell systems has been a computational challenge. These systems have unpaired electrons and can't always be described by simple theories used for closed-shell molecules, those with all electron pairs neatly accounted for. That's why the authors, led by P. Bernat Sabo and his team from the Budapest University of Technology and Economics, worked on this. Their goal was to extend powerful computational techniques, specifically the coupled cluster method with singles, doubles, and perturbative triples excitations, also known as CCSDT, to handle open-shell systems more efficiently. For those not in the know, the CCST method is considered the gold standard in quantum chemistry for its balance between accuracy and computational cost. But when you're dealing with bigger molecules, even CCSDT can become prohibitively expensive. Right. Hence, linear scaling techniques are a big focus here. The idea is to make computations depend linearly on the number of atoms instead of some higher power. This means that doubling the number of atoms would only double the computation time instead of increasing it eightfold or worse. The authors achieve this by using what they call local natural orbitals, hence the name LNOCCSD. It's an efficient way to handle electron correlation, 
the interelectronic repulsions that are especially tricky in open-shell systems. They also introduce something really interesting called the iteration and redundancy-free MP2 and T formulations. Without getting too technical, it means making the calculations less repetitive and more to the point, which saves a ton of, of computational resources. The results? They tested this new method on a range of molecules, from small radicals involved in combustion to transition metal complexes, and even systems that model portions of proteins with up to 601 atoms. The findings are impressive. For systems where conventional CCSD computations are possible, the new method's accuracy is within 99.9 cent. That's incredibly close. And for larger systems beyond the reach of conventional methods, the LNO CCSDT calculations are still highly reliable. The impact of this work? Huge. It means researchers can now accurately model large open shell systems like active sites of enzymes or catalysts in chemical reactions on a feasible timescale. In conclusion, this paper isn't just about pushing the boundaries of what we can calculate, it's about making those calculations accessible, reliable, and practical for the scientific community. A true breakthrough in computational chemistry. And that wraps up our deep dive for today. What a journey through the realm of quantum chemistry and computational methods. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Don't forget to hit subscribe for more thrilling explorations in science and technology. Until next time, stay curious, stay informed. Hey listeners, it's time for a word from our sponsor. And boy, do we have a prickly surprise for you today. That's right, Tom. Do you love plants but hate watering them? Want a home security system that really sticks it to the bad guys? Then you'll get a kick out of Cactobots Inc.'s latest invention, the Robo Prickle Pal. It's the perfect blend of dry humor and cutting-edge technology. This little guy isn't just a plant impersonator. He's a full-blown robotic hero. With motion sensors that could surprise a ninja, the Robo Prickle Pal springs to life to protect your home. Imagine the look on an intruder's face when they're chased by a cactus on legs playing mariachi music. Ole! And the best part? You'll never feel lonely with the Robo Prickle Pal's app, which serves up daily sassy plant puns. It's like having a prickly friend who's sharp as a tack. Prickle your fancy with technological plants. Visit Cactobots Inc. today and embrace the thorny side of tech. Stay sharp, stay safe, and never water a plant again. Robo Prickle Pal, your new desert defender and pun pal. Thank you, Cactobots Inc., for sponsoring this episode. Prickle on, everyone. Prickle on. Welcome to another episode of our podcast, where we dive deep into intriguing scientific studies and explore the mechanics that drive our understanding of the world. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today we're going deep into the fascinating world of opinion dynamics with a look at a paper that delves into how and why public opinion can swing dramatically. The paper is Spontaneous Opinion Swings in the Voter Model with Latency. This topic isn't just a matter of academic curiosity. It has real-world implications. From the stock market to political elections, understanding how opinions shift is vital for predicting future trends and behaviors. Absolutely, Tom. And this paper is significant because it adds a new twist to the classic voter model by introducing a latency period, a time delay after an individual changes their opinion during which they won't switch sides again. It's a small change that leads to dramatic effects. Before we jump into the paper, let's give our listeners some background on the voter model. 
If you imagine a group of people, each with a binary opinion, yes or no, for or against, they can influence each other over time, leading to a consensus or a stable coexistence of opinions. The traditional voter model shows that over time, a group tends toward consensus as people influence one another. But real life is messier. People don't flip-flop at a moment's notice. There's a resistance to change. That's where this paper's concept of latency comes in. Speaking of latency, it might not be a term everyone's familiar with. In the context of this paper, latency refers to a period after a person changes their opinion during which they are not susceptible to further change. It's like a cooling-off period. And the cool thing, or should I say astonishing thing, about adding this latency period is that it creates regular oscillations in public opinion rather than a steady march toward consensus. It really changes the game. To test these ideas, the researchers use a fully connected graph where each node represents an individual with an opinion, either positive or negative. They simulate opinion exchanges and observe how the system behaves over time. And what they find is amazing. With this latency period in place, they witness deterministic oscillations in average opinion, like a predictable ebb and flow of a tide, instead of random stochastic changes. They explore different aspects, such as the frequency and amplitude of these oscillations, and discover that the period of oscillation grows almost linearly with the latency time. So the longer the latency phase, the longer it takes for opinions to swing from one extreme to the other. The implications of this could be huge for understanding not just political swing states, but also trends in fashion, tech adoption, and other areas where public opinion plays a crucial role. Let's not forget about the big questions for the field of statistical physics and network theory either. Introducing this latency factor might mean we need to rethink some established ideas about how influences spread through populations. That's right, Tom. Our understanding of group dynamics could see a fundamental shift thanks to this concept. The potential applications are broad, from marketing strategies to predicting election outcomes and beyond. And as we conclude, it's important to reflect on the broader relevance of this paper. It shows that even simple tweaks to a model can reveal complex, emergent behaviors that could have a profound influence on sociology, psychology, and even things like AI and machine learning. Exactly, Tom. The big takeaway is that when we're modeling human behavior, even a simple nod to the complexity of the human psyche, like the idea of latency, can lead us to discover rich, unexpected patterns that get us closer to the unpredictable nature of real life. Well, that wraps up our detailed dive into spontaneous opinion swings in the voter model with latency. It's safe to say that our opinions on this paper are firm, no latency here. Definitely no swing in opinion either. Join us next time as we unearth more fascinating studies and their impact on our world. Until then, I'm Jen. And I'm Tom. Thanks for listening to our exploration of the intricacies within statistical physics and opinion dynamics. Keep pondering, folks. Have you ever found yourself floating adrift, Jen, sipping on your cup of high-altitude coffee, only to realize your skyship has done a wanderlust without you? more times than I'd like to admit, Tom. It's the peril of living life in the lofty lanes. Well, fear no balloon-deflating mishaps no more, folks. Introducing Skyship Anchors Fluffy Cloud Anchors, Inc. With their Nimbus Lock technology, you can tie up your Skyship with the confidence of a cloud connoisseur. Imagine this. 
You're out fetching the morning paper from the unmanned drone, and whoops, there goes the skyship, floating away like your dreams of a peaceful breakfast. But not anymore. Thanks to Fluffy Cloud anchors, your skyship will stay as still as a sloth on Sunday. These anchors are like cotton candy, light and fluffy, but somehow they do the job without weighing down your adventures. They say keep your feet on the ground, but we say, why not keep your head in the clouds and your skyship too? with fluffy cloud anchors. Secure your skyward vessel and soar into serenity. Your floating croissant awaits without the drift dread. A big thank you to Fluffy Cloud Anchors, Inc. for sponsoring today's podcast and for keeping our skyships steadily suspending. So get yours today and anchor away. Now back to the show. Welcome to our latest episode, where we're diving deep into a fascinating new study that has implications for chemical engineering, process engineering, and beyond. That's right, folks. We're discussing the paper titled High Resolution Measurements and Simulations of the Flow Through a Packed Bed and Its Freeboard Region, authored by Wojciech Sadowski et al. This study is pivotal because it explores how gases navigate the intricate pathways of a packed bed, something common in industrial reactors. For those new to the topic, the packed bed refers to an assembly where particles, like spheres or pellets, are literally packed together. Gases or liquids flow through this, and the flow dynamics can really influence the processes taking place, like chemical reactions. Exactly, Tom. And the freeboard region we're talking about is the space above this packed bed, where the flow behavior can be quite different from within the bed itself. Imagine the difference between water moving through a pebble-filled creek versus the open water above it. Now, this study used a method called the finite volume method for simulations, which is like the gold standard in fluid dynamic simulations. They simulated a model packed bed of spheres arranged in a body-centered cubic packing, basically a very ordered stack of spheres. That's a crucial point, as this regular arrangement lets researchers isolate flow effects without random packing causing anomalies. They looked at two Reynolds numbers, 300 and 500, based on the particle diameter, signifying different flow speeds. They then compared these incredibly detailed computer simulations with experimental particle image velocimetry, or PIV. This technique uses laser sheets and high-speed cameras to visualize and measure the actual flow. And the results? They're very promising. The simulations and experiments lined up quite well showing that we can use computational techniques to accurately predict what happens in these packed beds. This revelation is huge because getting experimental data from the innards of a packed bed is notoriously difficult. With accurate simulations, we can predict how gases will flow without having to build and test a physical reactor each time. Right you are. And as we look forward to the potential impacts, this study could revolutionize design in engineering fields that utilize packed beds, such as waste treatment, pharmaceutical production, or any chemical reaction processes. In conclusion, Sadowski and colleagues have provided us a window into a complex world, opening up opportunities to optimize and innovate in fields that impact our everyday lives. And that, dear listeners, is why today's paper is not just a win for science, but a step forward for numerous industries. Be sure to tune in next time for more exciting deep dives into cutting-edge research. Thanks for joining us on this journey of discovery. Catch you on the next wave of science.
Has your front yard been abducted by the mundane? Fear not, dear listeners. AstroCube Galactic Lawn Care is swooping in with a tractor beam of turf transformation. Imagine this, your very own patch of paradise, powered by moon dust fertilizer that's literally out of this world. And don't get me started on that comet water sprinkler system. It's like a cosmic car wash for your clover. Their zero-gravity mowers glide over your grass with the grace of a UFO, piloted by the best astronauts, sorry, lawn care professionals, this side of the Milky Way. Sign up now, and they'll even install a meteorite rock garden. It's both a conversation starter and a space invader deterrent. Because with AstroCube Galactic Lawn Care, your lawn won't just be a lawn. It'll be a star attraction. Tom and Jen, Jen make your neighbors green with space envy. Contact AstroCube Galactic Lawn Care today. Welcome to today's episode of our award-winning podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today we have a fascinating topic lined up that sits at the intersection of medical imaging and artificial intelligence, dynamic CBCT imaging using prior model-free spatiotemporal implicit neural representation. That's quite a mouthful, Jen. Let's break this down for our listeners. CBCT stands for Cone Beam Computed Tomography, an advanced medical scanning technology. Right, Tom, and in clinics, Dynamic CBCT is highly sought after for its ability to capture high-resolution, dynamic images that are essential in treatment procedures like radiotherapy. However, there's a big challenge in dynamic CBCT. Because the scanning process is slow compared to how fast our bodies move, think breathing, clinicians end up with images that suffer from motion artifacts. Previous solutions like 4D CBCT addressed these issues to some extent, but they fell short in capturing irregular motions and relied heavily on periodic motion assumptions, which are usually inaccurate. Hence, researchers were motivated to design a better imaging reconstruction technique that can effectively handle dynamic motion without relying on flawed assumptions. Enter the PMF STNR. PMF STNR employs a machine learning based technique to reconstruct dynamic CBCTs directly from conventional 3D scans. This approach doesn't require any prior anatomical model or motion data, making it adaptable and versatile. The method uses something called spatial implicit neural representation to reconstruct a reference CBCT volume in conjunction with temporal implicit neural representation to capture the scan-specific dynamic motion. They employ a non-rigid, data-driven model to represent time-varying deformation and learn the intricate movements that occur during scanning. And get this. It all happens on the fly, during reconstruction. No extensive datasets required. To sum up, PMF-STNR is designed to jointly reconstruct dynamic CBCTs and solve the intrusion of motion, all from a typically undersampled projection data. Revolutionary, isn't it? Absolutely, Tom. And to assure our listeners, PMF-STNR has been rigorously tested via simulations and real patient datasets, showing its robustness in accurately capturing both regular and irregular motion at high temporal resolutions. So what does this mean for the future of medical imaging? PMF-STINAR could redefine our approach to dynamic imaging, leading to improved patient care, more accurate treatment delivery, and ultimately better clinical outcomes. And that, dear listeners, wraps up our introduction to dynamic CBCT imaging using PMF-STINAR. Now let's dive into the nitty-gritty tech stuff, shall we, Tom? We shall. Stay tuned as we decode the science behind PMF STINAR and its groundbreaking potential in medical imaging. After this short break, the deep dive begins. 
Have you ever sat through a symphony and thought, this could use more fire? Well, ignite your enthusiasm for classical music with Dragon Fiddle's Flames and Strains Orchestra. Imagine Paganini's caprices played by a dragon in a tuxedo with each stroke of the bow breathing life into a sizzling spectacle. Don't just listen to the music. Feel the here as our dragons delicately char your snacks to perfection. And worry not, dear listener. Our dragons are classically trained to deliver a performance so hot that you'll be coming back for some more. Don't settle for just strings. Get the whole blazing bundle at Dragon Fiddles. Wherever every concerto is fiery, and every performance is smoking hot. Together, that's Dragon Fiddle's Flames and Strains Orchestra, the scorching future of classical entertainment. Thank you.